Let's have our seats and open our Bibles to the book of Psalm chapter 136. We're going to read verses 13 to 16. Psalm 136, verse 13 to 16. I want to welcome everyone to the house uh, this morning. The Lord who have come to meet will meet with us in Jesus' name. I also want to welcome everybody online. The Lord is there with you. Reverence him and is, as his word comes. His blessing will come upon you in Jesus' name. Psalm 136, verses 13 to 16. Amen. To him which divided the Red Sea into parts, for his mercy endured forever. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endured forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his mercy endured forever. Verse 16. To him which led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endured forever. Praise the Lord. Uh, for some weeks now, we've been looking at the topic we call adventures in mercy. Adventures in mercy. And we said the mercy of God endures. That was the first thing we looked at. We went on to say the mercy, the mercy of God uh, creates. The mercy of God empowers the mercy of God does wonders. And today we want to look at the topic that says, the mercy of God gives directions. Amen. If there's anyone here online, anyone listening to this message, that is asking the Lord, what should I do? What shall I do? How do I do this? What's the way forward? The Lord will answer you today in Jesus' name. You will obtain mercy today with a glorious testimony in Jesus' name. From the passage we have read, there are a few things that stand out. And that's how we're going to start. Our God, number one, is a God that makes a way where there is no way. He does what? He makes a way where there is no way. That is what he did to the children of Israel in River Jordan. That's what he did for them in the Red Sea. Brethren, the Bible makes us understand that God was the one that led the children of Israel through. He led them rather to the Red Sea. There was an easier road they would have taken. That they would not have come across the Red Sea. But the Bible says God at that point in time wanted to prevent them from going into warfare immediately. So he told them to go through the Red Sea. He knew it was a bait for the enemy. When you look at Exodus chapter 14, from verse 1 to verse 4, Exodus 14, 1 to 4, you see where, I mean, the, 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 the the Lord gave direction to the children of Israel to take that route that will take them the path of the Red Sea. But you see, when you go to verse 4, verse 4, Exodus 14, verse 4, the Lord was speaking to me. He said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. He shall follow after them. I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord, and they did so. I pray for someone listening to me today. Your victory will honor the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. I say your victory will honor the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. When you go to that Exodus chapter 14, from verse 13 to verse 14, you see where Moses was saying unto the people, 
He said, fear ye not. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. Which he will show you when? Is it tomorrow? Is it next week? See the salvation that he will show you today. He said, why? For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. I love that part that says what? Forever. Not temporarily. You will see them again no more forever. And then he goes on to say, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. That's the word of God for someone who is listening to me today. God will fight for you. I said, God will fight for you. Tell somebody God will fight for you. Now tell the person God will fight for me. He will fight for you in Jesus' name. So the Lord will fight for you. But if the Lord will fight for you, you must do what? Take the first step of faith. You must do what? That's very important. If you don't take that first step of faith, you will sit down where you are. I say, ah, it's difficult to, ah. It, some of us have had opportunities in this country to take professional exams. And we look at the analysis and say, it's going to take me three years. Ah, that's too long. Three years? No, I can't do that. And now we've been here for 15 years. We've not taken that exam. And then we come across some junctures in our lives where those Three, three years we refuse to, 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 to sacrifice becomes a limitation. You are qualified for it. You know you can do it. But you cannot ascend to that position because what? You don't have that paper qualification. The person who is taking all the credits cannot do half of what you can do. But can you complain? He has this. You don't have it. Why? Because we refuse to sacrifice. Those three years, those two years, those six months. You must take the first step. That's very important. And go forward. Go forward. Because brethren, once you go, get into it, you'll be so busy that you even know how the time will run. And you know, God supports his own. I pray for someone listening to me today, God will support you. Amen. I say God will support you. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 15, the Bible says, God said unto Moses, Why are you crying to me? Speak to the children of Israel that they do what? That they go forward. I'm telling someone right, right now, I say, Go forward. Amen. Tell your neighbor, go forward. go forward. It's time for you to move forward. It's time for you to move forward. We cannot continue to pray that God will eliminate stagnation. And God eliminates it, but we refuse to go forward. It's very important. God is doing and has done his own part. But we must do our own part. Tell somebody you must do your own part. Now tell the person, I will do my own part. I know, brethren, for a, for a sure, for a certainty, that this year, God wants to lift somebody up. Who is that person? God wants to lift somebody up this year. But the Lord is saying, do what? Go forward. Move forward. Take the next step. Stop allowing fear to hold you down. Because that Red Sea, before you move close to it, it looks as if it's impenetrable. It looks as if there's no way forward. Then you apply your own senses. Say there's no bridge. Or maybe there's a bridge there. It's made up of wood. Say this bridge, if I step on it, I will fall. But God is not saying you will pass through that bridge. He's saying he will part the waters. 
it will make way for you. In the name of Jesus. The next thing you need to take note of is you must obey divine instructions. Do what? Obey divine instructions. That's very important. Not your plan. Not your own logical, uh, what do they call it? Logical analysis. I will do it this way, then this way. No, obey divine. What did God tell Moses? In Exodus chapter 14, verse 16. He said, lift up your rod. Stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. From that passage, who divided the Red Sea? Look at Exodus chapter 14, verse 16 again. Somebody read that passage. Lift up. Lift, uh-huh. Lift up thy rod. Do what? Who was talking? God. Who was he talking to? Moses. The children of Israel. <laughs> oh, Moses. He told Moses, lift up thy, thy rod. rod. Stretch out your hand over the Red Sea and divide, divide it. it. Who mm-hmm. divided it? Mm. Who divided the Red Sea? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, brethren... When God empowers us, he expects us to move forward and do what he has empowered us to do. He didn't say, lift up your hand and I will divide the sea. He said, lift up your hand and do what? Divide it. Moses divided the Red Sea. But Moses did not divide the Red Sea by what? By his own power. He divided the Red Sea by what? By God's power. But God told him, lift up your hands. Stretch forth your hand over the Red Sea and do what? And divide it. God has done his own part. Many of us are still waiting for God to do what he has already done. He has given you the power. He's given you the ability. He has spoken. He said, go ahead. And you are saying, I'm waiting for God to do it. To do what? What are you waiting for God to do? He has spoken. Say, lift up your hands over the sea and divide it. I've done my part. I've spoken. I've given you the power. That's why the Bible says, you shall decree it and what? It shall be established. I have done my own part. I've given you the authority. I've given you the enablement. Now, lift up your hands and do what? Divide it. And that's exactly what happened. You need to take your place. In the realm of what God has prepared for you, I see someone here today, you will divide the Red Sea. Amen. I said you will divide the Red Sea. Amen. God has spoken. God has spoken. You will pass the waters in the name of Jesus. Amen. The next thing you, must, you need to take note of is when you obey, God's protection is sure. Many are times when we are lacking in God's protection is because of what? Disobedience. It's because we do not obey. When you obey, God's protection is sure. When you look at that Exodus chapter 14, from verse 19 to verse 20, the Bible says, And the angel of God 
which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillars of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Go to the next verse. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. It was a cloud and darkness to the Egyptians, but it gave light by night to Israel, so that the one came not near the other all the night. See, brethren, many at times, we may not physically see the protection that God has put around us, but the protection is there. Tell somebody the protection is there. When you obey, God's protection is sure. It's very sure. When you go to verse 21, verse 21, we see when Moses stretched out his hand, and the Bible says, Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. When God has given the instruction, and you obey what God has spoken unto you, you do your own part. You are not operating under your authority. Under whose authority are you operating? Under God's authority. You do what he asks you to do. And you will see God fulfilling his purpose. And I pray for someone who is listening to me today. God will fulfill his purpose in your life. Amen. But you need to be obedient. You need to be obedient. You need to be obedient. The same way Moses stretched out his hand. That the waters were parted. It's the same way he stretched out his hand that what happened? The waters came back. And overthrew all the Egyptians. Every Egyptian that followed you to this place, God himself will overthrow them today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at Psalm 91. We are all familiar with Psalm 91. These days is the most popular passage in the Bible because of COVID. It, the Bible says, I mean, it, it assures us of some, a form of protection. Look at verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, if you are going to abide under the protection of God, you must do what? Dwell in the secret place. You must dwell in the secret place. That's very important. What will you be doing in the secret place? This is highlighted for us in Psalm 27, verses 4 to 6. What are you doing in the secret place? We read that passage all the time. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What are you doing in the secret What is expected of you in the secret place? Many of us, during the course of this lockdown, we've been home almost 24 hours a day. How many hours did you put to studying the Word of God? How many hours did you put to seeking the face of God? I know because of the lockdown, uh, is it Netscape? Is that what they call that thing? Is it Netscape? That one where Net, Netflix, you are in the spirit. <laughs> because of the lockdown, many of us have made the owners of Netflix millionaires and billionaires. Because we begin to watch Netflix from morning to night. But where is your Bible? The place you kept it the day the lockdown was announced. That's why it still is up till now. You need to repent. That's very important. What are you doing in the secret place? What are you doing? In that Psalm 27 verse 4, the Bible says, One thing have I desired, that would I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Number one, 
to behold the beauty of the Lord. Number two, to inquire in his temple. He said, then, for in the day of trouble, for in the day of trouble, verse 5, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock, verse 6. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Round about me. Your head will be lifted up. Above COVID, your head will be lifted up. Above any enemy, nameless and nameful, your head will be lifted up. He said, my enemies were round about me. It's like uh, one of the Psalms. He said, all nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I do what? I overcome. You will overcome in Jesus' name. He said, therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yeah. I will sing praises unto the Lord. What are you doing in the secret place? Two things. You behold his beauty. You inquire in his temple. You inquire in his temple. When you behold the beauty of the Lord consistently, his light begins to shine upon you. And your glory begins to rise and shine. No wonder. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 says, Arise, shine. For your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is what? Is risen upon you. His glory is risen upon you. You behold that glory. Remember the story of Moses. Moses went onto the mountain. He was with the Lord for how many days? 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says when Moses came down, he did not know that his face was shining. Ah, Moses had an encounter with his glory. You will have an encounter with his glory. I said you will have an encounter with his glory. He had an encounter with his glory. When he came down, men could no longer look upon him. The glory of the Lord had risen upon him. Look at that Isaiah chapter 60, verses 2 and 3. Verses 2 and 3. He said, Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Cross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee. Upon who? Upon me. The Lord shall rise upon who? Me. Upon me. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. Who will see the glory? Who will see the glory? The Bible says Moses did not know that his face was shining. Who saw that his face was shining? The people that came to meet him. The Bible is telling us here that the Lord shall arise upon you. Because you have been beholding the beauty. Because you have spent time in his presence. Because you have spent time to study the word. You have spent time to pray, to worship him, to lift him up. Because you have not exalted any other thing above the name of God. He will rise upon you. His glory will be seen upon you. His glory will shine upon you in Jesus' name. So, you behold the beauty, and that will make that glory to arise and shine. And then you become a man that rises to shine. Then wherever you are, it becomes impossible to hide you. Have you noticed that? Wherever you are, God will just give you a simple solution to a complex problem. And when you have resolved it, people begin to ask, ah, how manage? How come? But the truth is, they could not resolve it. 
you begin to shine. You will shine in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will shine in Jesus' name. Amen. I've given this testimony before in this church. There was a place when I was new in Canada. I went to work as a temporary worker. I was sent there by account M. And I was supposed to be there for two weeks on a temporary basis because they had, they had already employed someone that was coming to that position on a permanent basis. And then I got there. The financial controller was herself new on the job. She had a reconciliation she had done. She couldn't make any headway to it. And she gave it to me to go and do it. And I took it. Within two days, the account was reconciled. The woman was surprised. That was the day she made up her mind that she would not let me go. But I didn't know. When my tools were over, I went and said, okay, today is my last day. She said, who told you that? Said, but you told me I'm only be going to be here for two weeks. I said, no, you're not going anywhere. I was in that company for three years. I was there when I did my CGA and my CPA. God gave me the right foundation. And I moved on to greener pastures. God will establish you. The light of God, the glory of God will shine upon you. And it will make way for you in Jesus' name. The second thing you do in that secret place is you inquire. You ask. You ask. And when you ask, what happens? He gives. He gives. In Psalm 2 verse 8, he says, ask of me. I will give you the heathen for your inheritance. And the uttermost part of the earth. For thy possession. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, the Bible says, Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. Because God is better than the best of human intentions. No matter how good your father is, no matter how good your mother is, God is better. He said, Ask, you shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, it shall be opened unto you. We must be prepared. That's why we've been waiting upon the Lord. I don't know how many days it is, it is today. I think 42, right? Because we are going to start the last 21 days tomorrow. And it's 2,063 days. We've been waiting upon him. In different ways. We have been asking. We started with 21 days of thanksgiving. Today we are running up the 21 days of asking for mercy. And tomorrow we begin to make demands. You have laid the foundation. As you begin to make the demands, God will answer you in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, God will answer you in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, you ask, I mean, you have not because you ask not. What are you doing in his presence? You behold the glory. You behold the beauty. You make inquiries. You begin to ask. You ask because you want to know. You ask because you do not have. You ask because this thing looks cloudy. It's not very clear. You need clarity. And as you ask, he answers. So when we're talking about asking, he's not just asking for what I don't have. It goes deeper than that. You read the Bible passage and it, it, it looks like this passage does not make sense. You say, Holy Spirit, talk to me. I don't understand this passage. Tell me how. And he will give you the way forward in Jesus' name. Amen. You have not because you ask not when you are in his presence. 
What do you want to do today? He makes a way. He made a way for the children of Israel through the Red Sea. When they got to the river Jordan, he did the same thing. He parted the waters for them to move forward. His protection is assured. So long as you are ready to obey him. Don't be afraid of COVID. These times shall pass. But there is a God that is eternal. He is the one that is relating to us and speaking to us today. And we need to hold on to him. And tell him. That you are the one that makes a way. Make way for me. And he will make way for you in Jesus name. I want us to rise on our feet.